1: Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Kings win five straight. Let's run it back one more you time. We got your
3: kid that City, a.k.a. Booty Giuliani, <laughs> a.k.a. Sean Spicier, a.k.a. Gavin Tuesom. And I got Drake bars today, man. I was trying to send this to the slide, but I ain't know where to email it to. So, so here we go. Kings beat the Lakers. Here's my Drake bars for ESPN 1320. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's your king to the kings? A superstar to a team. They say left day with the heat on them. Yeah, my whole city got a beam on them. Fox with another 30 piece on them. Feeling like we been them boys. Third in the West, we the business boy. Waited 16 years to offend these boys. Yeah. Should have swept the series, but literally refs be on it. Tim Donnie, he respect ain't given, but it ought to be royalty on mine. good. Every time like Rashad from the line. Yeah, better yet from the field. And we feel the same way about you, Buddy Hill. Whoa, that's all I got time for, y'all. Let's Peace. go, Booty Giuliani. Yeah. Yeah. sir. what's the king? Booty kings. Giuliani. Sir. A superstar go, to the team. City. They yeah, say left like day with the heat on them. That's an yes.
2: Instagram story. Now I got to figure out how to turn them off. <laughs> Booty, Giuliani. <laughs> Booty
4: Giuliani.
5: I love that. That's my Gavin new favorite. Gavin Tosome. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Y'all
5: are so creative, man.
2: We rock with you so hard. Absolutely, man. That's that was, great that stuff. Dumb. That was really dope. That's man. great stuff. Of course, Miss <laughs> P loves the, 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 the buddy line. <laughs> Come on, man. (laughs) Everybody loves the buddy line. You get extra points if you throw in a little buddy slander there into (laughs) your bars. You could always tag us in uh, videos, stories, emails, whatever. Our information is very public. You can hit us anytime you want to uh, at Damian Barling at IMK Diddy. Yes, sir. And uh, if Kings host a playoff series... All do Drake bars. Oh, wow. Hey, you better start it's, writing right now. It's on the screen for all to watch. Miss <laughs> P says if Kings host a playoff
4: series, all do Drake bars. On, it's on the books get, now. Get, get your rhyme book out now, Miss P, because it's going down. It's going down.
2: Screenshot this, save it. We're going to tuck it away. Miss P says, if the Kings host the playoff series, all do Drake Barstow. <laughs> yeah, like KC said, you better start
4: writing. Start writing. Hey, I see my man Pino in the chat. Pino always bringing up that stupid Chiefs game. Shit block him. But I'm not going to do that. It's my guy. Pino need to come out to Sacramento. I need all, I need all my people to come out to Sacramento, man. Because it's, it's, it's magical out here right now.
2: <laughs> it is. Uh, Trista, stay away, though. <laughs> Elijah, King, stay away. King, <laughs> Kings, is calling with, Kings ain't lost since Trista left. Kings won before (laughs) Trista got here. They lost when she got here. They won after. Uh, Uh, Actually, I think they lost the game before.
4: John Bull brings up a good point. Mm -hmm. Would Miss P be doing Drake bars from her private jet?
2: It would probably just depend on the day. She'd probably be leaving the game, her courtside seats at the game, Mm -hmm. on the private jet back to one of her islands.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point.
2: She probably have Jay her verse for she, her anyways. That's true.
4: That's true. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> or she'll right?
2: have Drake write her Drake bars for her. <laughs> <laughs> she, you, Chris Chris <laughs> Breezy might write. It, I was right? gonna that's, say that's she, no, no. She, she, it's it's gonna be Miss P on Drake bars and Chris Brown on the hook. <laughs> <laughs> she go. She go. She gonna be the first one to have Chris Brown singing <laughs> the Drake part of the song. <laughs> it's tremendous.
4: Oh Pino, Pino said Pino said uh, first round he he coming out Pino in, in New Jersey. So you know what I'm saying, we all over the but we all over the country out here.
2: Well, we got uh Rich, you know, Rich, <laughs> he, Rich could be anywhere. I have no clue where Rich is at right now.
4: I don't know where uh, you at, Rich. But that he's always
2: cool. he's always tapped here in in here into the show and and wherever you tap in from uh across this country, across this region. Uh, we appreciate you so much, whether it's just talk sports, be goofy, have fun, or talk Sacramento Kings basketball. Before we dive into Kings basketball, it's a new uh daily segment that doesn't have like any sound. But who are we rooting for? Boy, it's easy tonight. I like
4: I like who he root for.
2: Who he root for? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it. all right, we do that. <laughs>
4: who he root for?
2: Golden State's in Boston. That's
5: easy.
4: That's easy work. That's easy. He's ghost. Ugh, ugh. Go Celtics. I can't believe I said that. Catch that on
5: 1320 following deal in KC <laughs> by the way. That's Oh, there you go.
4: Yeah, you
2: games go. on uh 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 ESPN 1320 here. Mm-hmm. Uh Toronto and Minnesota. Go Raptors. Easy. Easy work. Brooklyn's at Phoenix.
4: Oh yeah. Go ahead uh Kyrie. Do your thing. Ben Simmons, get out of your uh get out of your little, you know, swoon right now. You're struggling. Find a way to go to work against Phoenix.
2: Kenny rooting on Ben Simmons. Never thought I'd see that. <laughs> it's my and boy. Then...
4: It's David Patrick's boy, so that's my boy. Yeah, I'm rock with it.
2: No doubt. And Philly's in Portland.
4: Oh, yeah. hey, It's I easy just, work. I need a clean sweep It's, it's, today. it's easy work tonight. I need tonight. a clean sweep. <laughs> Let's go, <laughs> Eastern Conference. Come on, baby. I, I need a clean sweep, man. Let's go. Let's go.
2: Let's yeah, Jesse, we're definitely isolating the Go Celtics thing, right?
5: Oh. Well, he, but he didn't say like, okay, Lakers so they like, Go Celtics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. the same. Slide it, okay,
2: Just Lake slide Show. Slide
5: it right next to that, and it doesn't hit the same. Like, we got an alliance of Celtics and Kings right now. We got an alliance this season. Lakers, we don't have. Fair enough.
2: Fair enough. Yeah, we rooting for. Still
4: gets played. What was that? Two years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. How old was this, and oh we still God! have it? What are we talking about? Of course we've got old sound. <laughs> All of this sound is old. I don't well, know how to update what's, it.
4: What's the oldest one? Is it Blue Chipper?
2: No. The, the the oldest in terms of that's been a part of the show? Well,
4: no, that it actually it actually happened. I oh, Blue- I'm
2: sure Blue Chipper for sure is. Well, no, is no, 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 one. no,
4: no. Uh Hogan.
2: That was 96. Blue Chipper was <laughs> What is he oh doing?
0: God. Is he the third man? Third that was 96. Man. What the hell is going on? So
2: here? it's it's probably by months. Probably by, blue chipper was that Bl- blue thought, chipper but, blue chipper was November. This was July.
4: Really, I thought yeah. it was going to be. I thought you were going to say like ninety seven, ninety eight, or something.
2: Nah, blue chipper was November of ninety six, Madison Square Garden, Rocky Maivia. This was July ninety six. That's crazy. Like, Daytona how Beach. How
4: things work out that way? Because like WCW was was hotter than fist grease at that point, point. and little did the WWF know, like they had the two that were mm-hmm. going to. But yeah. they didn't know. It was. The, it was and, and that incarnation, of, right, they maybe they thought something of, of Rocky Maivia. Mm-hmm. And they thought, oh, yeah, we got it with this guy. But it was nothing like what was going to take them to another level.
2: Yeah, they had the and, and Stone Cold had just started to. He had that stuff with the I Hitman.
4: Was, so June, he, June of 96 is when. June Boston, of 96
2: was King of the Ring. Yeah. Yep. And then he started the stuff with, with Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. If you put the S in front of the word "hitman," that gives you my exact opinion of Bret Hart. And, that's, and he started cooking.
4: That boy crazy for that word.
2: I don't know how. This got to be close to two years old.
4: I feel like Macho Man was uh, Whoa. Whoa. a small package type of guy.
2: Whoa. I still don't even remember the context of that. I have no clue why you said that. Whoa. I have no idea why because you we said that. we were
4: talking about who would roll somebody up. And I think, oh, I feel like, right. yeah, I think Macho Man, you know, he's he's the type of guy that will roll somebody out.
5: <laughs> so what's our best, like, what's the number one piece of sound we have? Is it Okay, okay Lake Show? Yeah, is it like, that or is it OJS? Well? well hey,
3: man, I won't mention this guy's uh, name. I'll give him his initials. OJ, OJS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty good.
2: That's pretty good.
4: That's a that's a top five dead or alive.
2: Right yeah, now. that's 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 good stuff. Uh, it's it's between OJS and and, and Lake Show. Uh, small small package. Premium Peacock. Dude, is, you
4: got like a premium Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's, that's, Come on. that's that's up there too.
2: That's that's up. I mean, hey, we can't forget our guy TD.
4: Uh, is that? I, honestly, I don't uh, know. Is that a one. trick question? Like
2: that, that gave us shirts. That, we had shirts on that. Well, one. shirts gave
3: us sensational.
2: Yeah, yeah, that 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 burst our whole our whole uh, relationship with Terrence yeah. Davis right uh. there. Terrence Davis was trying to figure out. Wait, is that me or Future? <laughs> like, wait a minute, which one is that?
4: <laughs> he wasn't sure
2: for a he, he wasn't sure which one that was.
4: <laughs> oh man, but I'm sure that the Kings are in the third spot right now.
2: I'm sure. It <sighs> reminds me. Before we get to the Kings, I've been wanting to do this. Mm. This is this is this is this is Roman Reigns esque.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, and new champion.
2: <laughs> it's Jason Tatum, dude. Jason Tatum is on a tear.
4: Who? Well, he took the he took the strap from Giannis.
2: He took the strap from Giannis. Wow! I'm going Tatum.
4: Wow! I'm
5: going Tatum. All right. Wow. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my belt off of Giannis too. Oh my god! I am. I'm gonna take it off of Giannis too.
4: What the hell?
5: But I'm not putting it on Tatum. Oh. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's going to the Joker. Jokic has the belt. That dude. Okay. That dude. That dude has been a monster this season. A monster. Okay. I, I I love Tatum. Tatum's my guy, but Jokic. He's been the. I think Jokic is the MVP frontrunner right now.
2: Which and and that's amazing because I think you're right. I think Nikola Jokic is the MVP frontrunner again. He's killing. He's killing. He, like th- like I don't know what excuse these dummies who vote for this, not all of them, sorry. I, I shouldn't have said that. No, yeah, Some, Some of one. these dummies yeah. are going to come up with it, it, like to not give Nikola Jokic. I don't know what excuse they came up with. To, oh, oh, yes, it was that Giannis wasn't winning playoff games. But that doesn't apply to Jokic for reasons known to absolutely no one no, on the face of the earth. No. But, they but they I don't got know how.
4: doubles now, too. Oh,
2: he's got triple. Really? Oh, oh, how nice. Tatum is dropping the stat line, best team in basketball. Did he have 51
4: the other day? Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. It's like it's time. Does anyone know who has Kenny's title? Giannis. Oh, does he? Yeah. I I don't know. It was the hardcore championship there for a minute, (laughs) so I couldn't remember.
5: Does Giannis have it? Yeah, he's got it. You're positive Giannis has it? Yeah. Okay. I'm not. Steph had it. Tatum had it. Kenny gives his belt to people like James Ellsworth. Stuff like that. <laughs> That's facts. That's real talk.
4: Hey, speaking of, Giannis yeah, is averaging 31, oh, 11.9, man. and 5.3 assists. That 31 a night mm-hmm. is the highest mark for the two-time MVP.
2: Wow. It's, so his numbers are better than his two-time MVP numbers?
4: When did he win it again?
2: If Jokic averages a triple-double, there's no way he doesn't win it.
4: Did Giannis win it 18-19 and 1920? 19, I think that's one. Well,
2: yeah, Jokic just won the last two. Um, Giannis won the previous two. There you go.
4: That's process of elimination, Kenny. Um, <laughs> the first year he won it, 27-7 and 12.5 rebounds. The next year, 29.5, 11.4 rebounds. Like I said, right now he's 31 a game eleven point nine rebounds a night to go along with five assists. Mm. If I look a, if I look right now, I don't think he'll have the assists. I think his numbers are probably better than Jokic's. And they're probably better than Tatum's too. Is Tatum averaging thirty plus?
2: He's
5: if he's, he's not he's, he's like at almost thirty one, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um
2: no, really? You should the, just hit this button again and the disrespect ladies and gentlemen.
4: And new Wait a minute. What, what,
2: what, disrespect? what disrespect? Disrespect to Giannis Antetokounmpo. de Ain't no disrespect to Giannis Antetokounmpo. the These are just, three just snatch the belt off of him. Yo, for no he damn reason. He's literally never lost it. We didn't play hot potato with the titles during the playoffs when you gave it to Steph Curry for an hour and a half, I get, and no, then Jason Tatum no, for four was, and a half it was minutes. Tatum who got it for Yeah, an hour you better stop. And giving you treated to Bob Jason and Tatum. Like yeah, yeah, you treated yeah, Jason I didn't do that. Tatum like he was Bob Backlund at Madison Square Garden, and <laughs> Diesel comes
4: through and power
2: bombs his ass. Well,
4: look, the match was for the belt. What you want me to do? Once the match is over, say no. Yeah, I, let me I ask take you, it back? And how you feel about that? At the time, Tatum Tatum did something.
5: How
2: do mess. you feel about that now? I feel fine. No, i was stupid. I
5: feel fine. Get your, get your boy, dude.
4: This is a boxing fine. fan right
2: here. Come on, man. Come on, this look is a boxing me. fan doing boxing I mean, stuff. Look, look, look. Hey, man, You're look. As crooked as Don King. Look,
4: look here. Look at. Well, now it's it's Eddie Hearn. Eddie I mean, Hearn, never, too. Never I, well, both of him. them. That's your boy, Eddie Hearn. Um, I mean, yo, Jokic is killing it. He's killing I,
2: I, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not. They give your belt to y- him, Calvin.
4: Jokic is killing him. He's 25, 11, and... 10. I'll give him 10. 25, 11, and 10. Were well, you giving him 10 or he has
2: 10? It's 9.9. 9. Uh, it's 9.9. 9. It's not averaging a triple-double. No, it's 10. I'm that's not averaging a triple I'm sorry. That's not averaging a triple-double. In the math Wake classes that up. I take... We're rounding it up. He's got 10. Wake me up when he's averaging a triple-double because 9.9 is not a triple-double.
5: Well, Kenny's right. If it's .5 and above, you round it up. That's cap. .4 and below, you <laughs> round <laughs> it down. Nope. <laughs> That's now. fine.
2: That's fine. Y'all can give Jokic his average triple-double, but I'm going to put an asterisk next to it.
4: <laughs> I only say that to say we're just like, yo, Jokic, hands down. Hands. Down. Let me snatch the belt off this guy. No, Jokic, hands down.
2: You're ridiculous are ridiculous. Giannis right is now.
4: averaging 31 and 12.
2: You're ridiculous right now. You're ridiculous. 31-12. and 12. Snatched the belt off the guy who had the belt for two and a half years. He ain't never lost my title. Since we created these titles, Giannis ain't never lost mine. The
4: match was set. They knew what it was when they stepped into the ring.
2: You just hear hot shotting like it's Goldberg and Hogan at the Georgia Dome. Then <laughs> you didn't know what to do after it. After
4: Goldberg won the title, you didn't know what to do.
2: <laughs> You're going to be WCW and out of business here in a heartbeat. You keep booking like that, pal.
4: I, you know, I think the one that we never, uh, we never, for me, that we never uh, came up with was the football one. Your
2: your title was vacant.
4: Like <laughs> the, the the football one was the one we didn't come up with because I gave it to Aaron Donald because he won the Super Bowl, and then. I don't I snatched the, oh, snatched our, the Patrick
5: snuff. Mahomes has he, Patrick Mahomes has mine does he have both of ours I, I think I think it was Josh Allen at one point we need to do a better oh. job of keeping Ugh. track of this and then in the MLB um, Shohei Otani is just yeah. Um, Bruno just, yeah Yeah, not, yeah. We're, yeah Bruno, I think guy, we're, right?
2: we're, we're yeah we're retiring the uh, <laughs> we're retiring the baseball <laughs> title it's just the it's just the Shohei Otani <laughs> I'm tell you I'm gonna tell
4: you right now cause I don't even have the button right now so it doesn't matter uh, football's going to Christian McCaffrey I'm giving it to him right now okay It's Christian Uh, McCaffrey. All right. He's got the belt. Okay. And Giannis still has the belt for the KCC. All right. That's that's perfectly fine. So Giannis,
2: Joker, and Jason Tatum. Nothing wrong with that list at all. There's nothing wrong with it.
4: Except Giannis didn't do anything to lose the belt. And
2: Jokic isn't averaging a triple-double either. (laughs) He's averaging 9.9 assists. That's not a double. It's 9.9.
4: We'll is, Giannis, come back. is Giannis averaging uh, 11.9 rebounds or 12 rebounds?
2: I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me. What is he or averaging?
4: It's, it's at 11.9. But
2: he's at 11.9. averaging 11.9 then. <laughs> if you want to say he's averaging 12, that's fine. But you can't say he's averaging 10 because that goes from a single digit to a double digit. <laughs> we ain't doing that. Y'all ain't going to bastardize the triple double. <laughs> no, we ain't doing that. We're going to come back. The ultimate <laughs> batting, Matt George. Locked on Kings podcast and ABC uh, 10 joins us next here on Sacramento sports leader ESPN
0: 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
3: Now, no. back to d and KC. d and KC on ESPN wow. 1320.
2: A hell of an entrance here uh, from the main eventer on, on Batty Thursday. Uh, Matt George, host of the Locked on Kings podcast, uh, ABC 10 as well, uh, had quite the entrance if you're watching on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320 or youtube.com slash ESPN 1320. You can even see us on Facebook Live. Uh, go back and watch it later. Great stuff. Uh, from my good friend, Matt George. Always happy to have Matt, by the way, to set the scene for those on the Odyssey app on 1320 AM at 98.5 FM HD2. Uh, King's jersey, uh, no shirt underneath, blazer on top of it,
4: fire. and a and
2: a, and a, and a nice chilled glass of McQueen and the Violet Fog yeah. gin with them.
4: Straight fire.
2: Matt, the rule is today we start our King's conversation with that performance from Rashawn Holmes.
6: Absolutely. It's exact the way mm. I had to start the podcast. To not to start any other way would be malpractice just like the other night I had to start with Harrison Barnes because that's something we just expect or just gloss over so much. Like Rashawn is the focal point. Mm. I know De'Aaron had a phenomenal game. De'Aaron deserves all the credit in the world. I know other guys stepped up in major ways and there's so much from last night's game to love and to unpack, but it starts with Rashawn Holmes staying ready, stepping up into, in my opinion, the most difficult position on the team, which is backing up and replacing DeMontis Sabonis. And he held his own. He did his job, uh, put together the best performance from him of the season in his first start. Like anybody who, whether you supported Rashawn Holmes uh, before or you've been just trying to figure out what's going on right now, you can't feel anything but pride for the, the performance that he put together, the energy that he showed, the hustle that he showed. And, and, and let me tell you this, like the video that they posted of him winning the DPOG uh, chain and mm-hmm. the celebration afterwards, they do that for everybody getting that chain. Yeah. But his competition, the guys that are taking his job, DeMontis Savonis, Chemezi, Metu, even uh, Trey Lyles, all three of those guys have won the chain, some of them multiple times. In those celebrations, Rashawn is one of the first ones up posing for pictures, dapping him up, having a good time. He shows their love even though they've taken his spot and they showed that love back to him uh, last night. And that just speaks volumes to what this team is for me. So all love and respect to Rashawn. He stepped up in a major way. Kings don't even come close to winning that game without him.
4: Oh, man, he, he was phenomenal last night. And and we talked about it a number of different times. You touched on it as well just now. Uh, so happy for Rashawn Holmes. And and I've said, said it before as, as well. Proud of him for the way he was ready, the way he's continued to prepare himself uh, night in and night out for this possible opportunity. And he was ready to perform in this role. And not a lot of guys around the league or just in sports in general would be ready They'd be too busy soaking or, you know, once their opportunity felt like they passed them by, oh, that was my one shot and, you know, now I can, I'm done for the season. That's you can tell by the way he played and the way he was ready to go. That's not what he did. He continued to prepare himself and that was just as big of the reason why he was able to perform that way last night.
6: Morgan Reagan and Deuce Mason did a phenomenal job interviewing um him after the game and you could really I mean he he got the opportunity to really speak and, and show the resiliency that I mean it's not just this season too. It's not just a guy who is struggling with the, the the frustrations of trying to crack a rotation. You go back to everything he went through last year from the getting poked in the eye 97 times to all of the horrendous, horrific stuff that he went through off the floor that nobody should have to deal with. Like, he has been in an uphill battle beyond just basketball for the last year and some change. Mm -hmm. And I hope last night it doesn't erase everything, but I hope last night was a little bit of vindication for him. He still is going to be talked about as this trade deadline approaches. We're going to have a value conversation. And unfortunately I don't think there's too much for Sean Holmes can do to really even out his value because his value is dictated by the money that he makes. And that contract is not, considered to be a good contract in terms of a trade value scenario. But I'll say what I've said all year long. If the Kings end up not trading Rashawn Holmes, it's not a negative thing. Mm. It's a billion dollar. They they can pay that contract. That contract is not keeping the Sacramento Kings from doing what they want to do. It's not stomping Monty McNair from extending to Sabonis or extending Harrison Barnes or whatever he wants to do. And if Rashawn Holmes is part of your depth, as he showed last night, when he's ready and when you need him and call on his number, he can perform for you.
2: It's such a different dynamic, and we might get to see it tomorrow. As we know, Domas didn't practice today. His status for tomorrow's monster game that I'm just absurdly excited for against the Oklahoma City Thunder mm-hmm. uh, is, 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 is a bit in question. So he's going to get the opportunity uh, to do it again tomorrow, and I think it's it's such a different – you know, we've got to keep in context the dynamic – or excuse me, we got to keep the dynamic in context. The fact that he's – now playing, you know, starting the game with De'Aaron Fox, you know, he's starting the game with Kevin Herter, like he's playing with 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 the Group One individuals, mm-hmm. and that's not a knock on the second unit at all. This is a great second unit, but I think they play a little bit differently than that first unit plays. And the it, I, I think it bodes well for tomorrow uh, that they've got a feel for okay, that's not Domas out there. We don't have to run the way, we don't have to play the game the way we do with the Sabonis. We can accentuate the positives that Rashawn Holmes has. Mm-hmm. But when Sabonis comes back to think, oh, Rashawn's good for a double-double with the second unit, it's like, oh, we've got to keep that type of production and you know, it, it, it keep the proper context there a little bit.
6: Well, the team, it, it took the team figuring things out a little bit because mm-hmm. in the first quarter... Pretty early on, if you go back and watch, you'll see two separate possessions of De'Aaron Fox and Kevin Herter both directing Rashawn Holmes to where DeMontis normally naturally is, whether it's calling for screens or Kevin did it so he could get a dribble handoff from Rashawn Holmes. Hmm. That's not Rashawn's game. And if you look at, like, from a, a, a grand scope, like, DeMontis Sabonis is the foundation of what the Sacramento Kings do on offense. And he does that for three quarters, sometimes three and a half quarters. But the Kings play completely different basketball offensively when it's, De'Aaron Fox time in the fourth quarter and we've talked about this before Sabonis has said publicly like I tell De'Aaron this is his time and, and he he tells me whether he wants a screen or he wants me to get out of the way that's completely different because when Sabonis is on the floor outside of that time everything's running through him so what I saw the Sacramento Kings do last night and a lot of it uh, it helped that De'Aaron Fox dropped 20 in the first half they were playing through De'Aaron It was less dribble handoffs and high post through your big man. It was De'Aaron kind of controlling traffic, and the rest of the team started to play off of that and then turned in the second-half performance. And once that happened, Rashawn Holmes' game started to open up a little bit because that's where he could become Mr. 7-of-7, floaters in the lane, second-chance opportunities, trying to crash the glass. That's where Rashawn, I think, was freed a little bit. Instead of trying to fit a system, he was just playing his game that – we've seen over the last few years compliments De'Aaron's game when it's the De'Aaron Fox show. Now, you don't want to have to lean on De'Aaron Fox for 82 games a year, but when you need De'Aaron to step up last night when your other star is out, De'Aaron delivered, and the guys around him delivered. That's why the third quarter means so much to me, D'Lo, is mm. De- uh, uh, De'Aaron drops 20 points in the first half. You think, okay, he's going to probably have to play 40 minutes and drop 40 to 50 for the Kings to have a chance to win this game. Sacramento scores 29 points in the third quarter. De'Aaron had two of them, and he rested the final four minutes and 37 seconds of that third quarter. Mm. Like, Shout out the rest of the Kings team for stepping up offensively and carrying that weight so that De'Aaron could be rested for the fourth quarter, and they didn't even really need fourth quarter to Aaron Fox, because the uh, the Kings as a team kept up what they were doing that with the second quarter, holding the Lakers to 21 points and just 10 points in the paint after the really bad first quarter that they had. I mean, those quarters alone take screenshots of those and put them up on the Wall of Fame for Sacramento this season. Yeah, man, that's big time, and and
4: I understand why um, we're starting with Rashawn Holmes, and because deservedly so. That's the story. He played phenomenal. I don't want to lose sight, and I'm not going to lose sight every time this happens, of De'Aaron Fox, because what he what he did last night is what you would want a number one to do. You know, mm-hmm. your your best player, your second best player, your co-star is down. We need you to to perform like a 19 points ain't good enough tonight, De'Aaron. You know, we need 25, probably 30 plus to get this W. He gave it to him last night, and there are so many times, myself included in the past where it was like, I'm not sure, man. Like, in those moments, he's got to step up. He's got to do this. And maybe he didn't do it or he didn't do it to people's liking. When he does it, we have to have the same energy. He did it last night. He absolutely did it.
6: Yeah, and he also knew when to – when he didn't need to. And, Mm. like, that. that's another element of De'Aaron's progression this season that I've been so impressed with. Like, we know if the argument for De'Aaron not being in the All-Star game is that he doesn't have as sexy of numbers as he could have, he could go out and get those. But he's, he's made the adjustments that he needs to make. He does things that don't show up in a box score, defending with his chest, stepping up defensively in the fourth quarter, stepping away from having the ball in his hands all the time in order for the Sacramento Kings to win basketball games. Last night, he made winning plays from start to finish in that game. He was the reason why the Kings weren't down by 20 in that first quarter. And in the second quarter, he brought the team back while other guys also had some important moments. And then the team as a whole carried them the rest of the way through that second half. So, like, I mean, De'Aaron deserves tremendous amount of praise for the two very different halves that he put together Mm. crucial buckets in the second half, but he didn't need to take over and he knew he didn't need to take over because he saw how well Harrison Barnes continues to play. He saw Kevin Herter starting to hit some big shots after the Kings couldn't hit water. If they fell out of a boat from three point range in the first half, like he recognized, I mean, even Keegan Murray only scoring 10 points, but having a 10 and 10 double double is, is massive. Like you can go down the list of complimentary players and in the assist and rebound category, how they replaced DeMontis Sabonis. And it's not just Sabonis' uh, season averages. Hmm. What I did on Locked On Kings is I took his triple double average from last week. He just won Western Conference Play of the Week. Kings were 4-0 during that week. Take those numbers that he was averaging, which was like, 18 points, 14 rebounds, and and 10 assists a game. How are you going to replace that? Not just a season average, but that. Mm -hmm. And the Kings got like six or eight assists. Or no, they got eight assists out of Kevin Herter, six assists out of De'Aaron Fox, Keegan Murray with 10 rebounds, Harrison Barnes with six rebounds, uh, uh, Rashawn Holmes with 11 boards. Like this was a team win where their star carried them through the biggest or the, the biggest struggle points. That's everything you can ask for.
2: Uh, and it wasn't just De'Aaron who carried them through some struggle points. It was a, a player that you, 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 you've you already mentioned it today, and you started your podcast with it a couple of days ago. And as fantastic as Rashawn was, fourth quarter De'Aaron, it was a third quarter performance from Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes yep. uh, that has been phenomenal. And, Matt, you you talked about this on a recent edition of the Locked on Kings podcast. Harrison Barnes in 2023, man, has just been incredible for the Sacramento Kings.
6: Yeah, he's, his, his averages in January are similar to his averages to start the season last season, which my takeaway from that is you better be winning games while he's playing that well, but that's not going to last. And that's okay. This Kings team is good enough to where it doesn't have mm. to last, unlike last season, the Kings basically needed it to last for them to have any sort of chance. But look, Harrison Barnes has scored all uh, or double digits in every single game except for one, I think, over the last two months. Mm. Like you're getting that kind of production. From Harrison Barnes, double digit production from your fourth option, sometimes depending upon how well Keegan's rolling, fifth option in the starting lineup. You take that every day and mm-hmm. you don't even complain. Like if that's the production you're getting, I and I said coming into this season, if Harrison Barnes is the fourth option offensively for the Sacramento Kings, he's in prime position and the Kings are in really good shape. This is why. On some nights, you lean on him a little heavily, and the Kings have have had to do that during his hot streak here in January. Every single shot that he puts up, I expect to go in, especially from three-point range right now. He is the sharpshooter Black Falcon. I know that's not going to last. The Kings don't need it to. But while guys like Malik Monk are struggling last night, when you're missing DeMontis Abonis, over the course of this January, other guys have not put together the performances That we've we've seen. So why do we disparage and and say, oh, this is not gonna last from Harrison Barnes when we were celebrating Kevin Herter shooting fifty percent from three-point range for the first month of the season? Mm. We knew that wasn't gonna last either. When different guys get hot, this Sacramento Kings team knows how to feed them and feature them. And I'll say this: Harrison Barnes had the biggest moment of the game last night. When LeBron James got the and one, tied the game with just over a minute remaining, that's a big moment where that Staples, sorry, crypto.com, whatever the hell, garbage mm-hmm. place arena that they play. Our
4: house, that's what it's called. Our that, house. Golden 1 Center South. Yeah, our house. Go, we, we took G1 over
3: that now.
6: Appreciate that. When when that arena was getting going a little bit and the Lakers were getting momentum, it was Harrison Barnes who dribbled into a, no, a double team, yeah. split the defense, was fouled, converted the and-one, and hit the free throw to silence that crowd. That was the moment the Sacramento Kings won this game, in my opinion. So, like, this version of HB is phenomenal. The Kings should be taking every advantage of it, which they have been over this five-game win streak. No, it's not going to last, but Harrison joins the long list of players on this roster who are capable of getting hot like this and putting stretches like this together. That's what good teams do. Look at what the Memphis Grizzlies are doing. They've had John Moran out. They had Desmond Bain out. They have so many different guys that have dropped out, and others have stepped up in that absence to where they're one of the best teams in the NBA. Hmm. I mean, that's what it takes, and the Sacramento Kings are showing that ability, and this team's been together for, what, five, six months? If you go back a little bit more than that, if you go back to the summertime, like that's incredible to me.
2: Good point from Ramsey here, too. That Harrison Barnes, yell. Yeah. Yeah, Harrison, Harrison yeah. was, he was. I like, he, I like that. He, he had some emotion yesterday. Absolutely. I'm, like, I'm with that.
4: Absolutely. I like that. And and it's a point that you just brought up, Matt, that I think De'Aaron Fox brought up on uh, when they were on NBA Today. And they haven't been together that long. Like, we we expect them to perform at the same level on both. off. I mean, they're doing it on offense. That's what's so impressive. But even on the defensive end, on the same level as uh, Boston or Memphis or Denver. These teams have been together three, four years. So, yeah, they, they they have a symmetry to what the plan is, what they're trying to do, and to just knowing each other as teammates. These guys, some of them haven't been together four months, let alone, you know, four years. So, um, there's time to, to build that type of chemistry and, and, and symmetry, but I, I love what I'm seeing from these guys night in and night out right now
6: they're building chemistry while being the third seed in the Western Conference what happens when they're built that's mm-hmm. what excites me and and I think monty's going to be able to add to this team and look I, I talked about this risk time and time again, and I'm still more than willing as the trade deadline approaches to continue taking this risk. And it's not just me saying this now, because Harrison's playing out of his mind, but at this point you roll into this off season with the risk of losing him, but you have as good of a presentation as you can put on the table right now. Harrison, look what you were a part of. Look how much fun we're having. We're only going up and we've had this turnaround season from us being not even in the play into now we're in a position to potentially host a playoff series, not just being a playoff host Mm -hmm. or rather have home court advantage for a playoff series. Mm -hmm. You make that presentation plus a dollar amount to Harrison Barnes. You're going to make it real difficult for him to walk away. And if Mm -hmm. he still does respect to him, but, I mean trading Harrison Barnes in my mind would be a, a like, big mistake you know, for this I'm, team I'm not interested
2: like that. Harrison it was in Sacramento where you looked at LeBron James at the crypto.com arena and said I'm the king I think that's what they were saying at the free throw line like <laughs> LeBron was yapping at him I think Harrison just looked at him like I'm the king now that's what I That's what I think happened I don't know if that's actually true
4: that's what I that's what I read when, when I, read I read the read, lips
2: what, I'm the king now that's that's how I that's how yeah. I look at it
4: I'm the captain now um <laughs> Can
2: we talk about your guy Keegan Murray here for a minute? Hell yeah, we can. Keegan Murray, ten rebounds last night, and there's you know this is gonna this is gonna splinter off into multiple different discussions, but it's it's hard you know to not think about Keegan Murray getting these rebounds and just go back a couple of days ago or a couple of games ago to Mike Brown on the podium in front of everybody saying Keegan Murray played thirty minutes and had zero rebounds. Mm. That's not acceptable. And was it five games later? He has a career high ten. Mm. Uh, he's he's active on the boards uh, nightly. This is Man, he clearly snatched
4: some of those down. Sometimes a couple of them he went up and got. Like give me that.
2: And 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 you saw Rashawn doing. There was a clear emphasis from Mike Brown to this team about rebounding the basketball because mm-hmm. you see Rashawn attacking the ball in a certain way. Though I believe always Rashawn always kind of did that to to a certain level. We're seeing Trey Lyles and then Keegan Murray last night uh, with you know double doubles for everybody.
6: Mm. Uh, as Keegan
2: grabbed his with his career-high 10 rebounds.
6: There's layers to it, too. I mean, you talked about a rookie being called out publicly by his head coach to respond to that the way that he has. That's one layer. Mm -hmm. The second layer is to recognize that our best rebounder and the foundation of our team in DeMontis Abonis is out. Mm -hmm. And he and everybody is going to have to step up and hit the glass. It's, a, it's one thing to recognize it because we all recognize that, right? It's not rocket science for the Kings coaching staff to turn to everybody and say, hey, Sabonis is out. We need to find a way to grab the 12 to 14 rebounds he gets us a night. But then to actually go out there and do it and to do it against a Los Angeles Lakers team that has plenty of capable rebounding. He also got called on a couple BS, I thought, fouls when he was simply boxing out, which is another challenge that oh, he was same. issued earlier on uh in 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 his career to this point like this is a rookie that is doing this this is a rookie that is taking these notes that is implementing them in a game and on a night where the kings needed it most the dude stepped up Mm -hmm. and i don't care that he only scored 10 points we know he's capable of doing more than that we know that he's in the running right now for most three pointers ever by a rookie Mm -hmm. like we know what he's capable of doing offensively but how many times we talked about offense isn't the problem with this king's team they, they they had guys rolling last night. Keegan knew it wasn't shooting and scoring necessarily that he had to provide for the Kings to win that game. He had to hit the glass. I'm telling you, 10 rebounds is way more uh, important to the Sacramento Kings than if Keegan dropped 30 but had three boards last night. Yeah. Like That's how important those 10 boards were. For a rookie to do that, and it's not just that. Like Time and time again, he shows what a gamer he is. He's made big plays all season long, whether it was hitting big shots in the fourth quarter, taking a big charge. He leads the team in blocks. Like, Keegan knows when to make big plays when it matters most. Everybody points to stats. Everybody's going to p- compare his numbers to Paolo and Benedict Matherin and Jaden I, and rightfully so. Like mm-hmm. That's what the rookie of the year race is. But Keegan Murray has shown that he was the right pick at number four already because he's a starter on a winning team and provides winning basketball plays for that winning team. And he doesn't complain when he gets called out. He also doesn't complain when he's pulled out of the game when there's a better option out there for the Sacramento Kings to win. Mm -hmm. Monty McNair picked the player that fits the best, that helps the Kings win right now. And that was the right pick. Keegan Murray has proven that already. And he still has so much further to go, in my opinion, of what he can develop into.
4: Yeah, nah, and, and like you just mentioned, the key there, he's still a rookie. You know, he's still a rookie doing all this. I can't wait to see him not only in next year but, like, in this third year. Like, what what's he going to look like then, man? I, I'm anxious to see that. I want to do a quick vibe check with you real quick, Matt. A quick vibe check.
2: He's got a tank-topless blazer and some McQueen, and you can't tell the vibe? <laughs> and some purple lighting in his new house.
4: <laughs> a quick vibe check. About the Sacramento Kings, I've said numerous times, they, they're here. They're, this isn't a playing team. They're in the top six All right now. We got them in the in the three seed. I haven't gone as far as to say they're going to stay there the whole time, but how are you feeling about this team? Do you see them as a like right now as is not well? If they make a move here and there, right now. Are they a playoff team, not playing team to you?
6: Absolutely, the Kings are going right to a playoff series. They're not playing any playing games this year, I, and I, I can say with that you. with complete confidence. Now, the goal should be, and it's a realistic goal, is actually having home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Which how great would it be to play the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors in the opening round of the playoffs, and Game One and Two are in the Golden One Center. Mm-hmm. I mean, Game 3 and Game 4 were already going to be lit, but for Game 1 and Game 2 to be here and for Sacramento to get that crowd involved and have a chance to take a 1-0 series lead or go 1-1 or 2-0 into enemy territory, like then we can start talking about can this team win a playoff series. I'm not there yet. I'm not even worried about that yet. You got to secure a playoff series, period. And at this point expectations change over the course of the year. You're over halfway through the season. The trade deadline is approaching. These final 30-something games are going to go really quickly. You cannot collapse and fall into the seventh or eighth seed. Even if you host a play-in game, I don't care. Like, that's a collapse. Even if it's four or five games, it's not that massive of a gap, but the Sacramento Kings are here for a reason. I don't care. People say, look at how big the gap is or how small the gap is between three and nine. That doesn't erase the fact that the Kings are at the top of that gap where they belong. Hmm. They're there. They've earned that. And they got to keep that. The expectation is that for them to keep that. And it's not just my expectation. It's not just our expectation. It shouldn't just be the fan expectation. It's the expectation in that locker room. It's the expectation amongst that coaching staff. That's what they believe. So why not hold them to the standard that we know that they believe in? This Kings team is a playoff team this year. The drought is over. And I have no problem calling that shot with confidence.
2: I think a lot of people are willing to call that shot right now. You need to catch up talking about winning a playoff series. I'm trying to figure out where the third straight championship party is going to be. I've got the first two laid out. Just trying to figure out where the third one is going to be and whether they win it in in, in four or five. Uh, but um, what would you, Matt, if you were to rank and you, and you don't have to, but you, you give me like one, two and three or something like that of why you think the Kings
6: are where they are right now. Okay. Um, So my three are going to be Kings offense, Fox and the Ox, and Mike Brown. Ah, I like it. Those are going to be my three. The order of those is Fox and Ox, Mike Brown, Kings offense.
2: I like it. Mm. And,
6: and, And a close fourth is supporting cast. Because the supporting cast has stepped up in a major way too. Like the Kings don't have the success without the Kevin Herter acquisition and how important he is to the spacing. Mm-hmm. The Kings don't have the success without the spark plug that Malik Monk and Shemese Metu and sometimes Trey Lyles have been off the bench. They don't have mm-hmm. the success without a rookie who's ready for the big time. They don't have the success uh, without a coaching staff that empowers everybody and has them believing in each other. They don't have the success without guys like Matthew Dellavedova and Rashawn Holmes staying ready and in big moments stepping in and hitting big shots. Like there's so many elements of this team to really study and break down and appreciate. And even if they haven't accomplished anything yet, like this is the team, this is a team in every stretch of the imagination. And their two biggest guys, I think exemplify that team behavior over everybody else for reasons that we've already talked about. So bonus, he is the lifeblood of this Kings team, but he knows when to step aside. De'Aaron Fox is the stat stuffer of this Kings team, and he knows when to get his other teammates involved. And as different guys get hot, I didn't even mention Harrison Barnes. Shame on me. See, mm-hmm. I did it again. We take the man well, for granted. It's tough,
2: but you, you didn't mention Monty McNair either. Like it, It's it's mm-hmm. difficult to try to pinpoint like, because they all work in unison with mm-hmm. each other. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how well Domas and, and De'Aaron work if Mike Brown isn't the head coach. I don't know how well any of this works if Monty McNair doesn't go and get Kevin Herter and Malik Monk. I don't know how well this goes if 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 Monty McNair listens to
4: me and takes Jay Nivey instead of Keegan Murray. Luckily he listened to the owner of the Kings, Vivek Ranadive. Yeah, because Vivek apparently Murray.
2: was that damn meddling owner again and wanted Keegan Murray, which everyone <laughs> seems to be okay with, but that story has been dropped. But that 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 was that was kind of, you know, the 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 tongue-in-cheek part of that question is It's almost impossible to figure out a way to get one of those things to work without all of the others.
6: But think back to what Mike Brown said. The first thing Mike Brown said in his introductory press conference, which is every organization has a soul and an organization doesn't find success unless we're all on the same page together. What Mike has preached and spoken about from the beginning, we are seeing this organization finally Connect with and we haven't seen this since the glory days of Petrie on the same page with Adelman and Weber on the same page with Adelman and Adelman allowing his players to play their way, but also the players respecting Adelman enough to make the decisions necessary in games or in practice scenarios. It's everybody buying in and you know, we were talking about Mike Brown's this defensive coach. He's going to come in and try and change the Kings defense and fix the Kings defense and he is trying to and the Kings still have a long way to go. But what we should be talking about now is Mike Brown brought a locker room together. Mm -hmm. Mike Brown brought some guys who have been there through hell, basically their entire career and other guys who are just arriving, who have a lot to give and getting them to buy in, to sign a contract that is up in the locker room and that they bring with them on the road and saying, Hey, like we're going to do this and we're going to do this together. And we believe we can do this. Mm -hmm. Mike Brown said very early, I'm not, I'm here to coach playoff games and people laughed at it. Mm -hmm. Well, he's going to coach playoff games this year. Like Mike Brown, brought these people together. Monty McNair put together a hell of a lot, a roster. Mike Brown brought that roster together. And that roster is performing all three clicking on the same cylinders. Like that's, we haven't seen that in Sacramento. It sounds so basic. It sounds so duh. That's how it should be. That has been the furthest thing from what's been happening in Sacramento for nearly two decades. So to see it is such a breath of fresh air,
4: you know, and, and everything that you said is, is spot on, Matt. I, I agree with it. 100%. 100%. But I'm going to go back to where I, I went earlier when we were talking about the game. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I guess I'm just really focused on all the stuff this guy had to go through before this season. And that's De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. There was so much doubt. And, and when the when the trade happened, they should have traded Fox and not Halliburton. All this other. But Fox can't get it done. He's had five years. He can't get it all this other stuff. He had to go through a lot of that. And he's here balling out. I always go back to the players. None of it works. You can have the greatest scheme and the greatest situation you want if these guys aren't playing to their capabilities. He's not only playing to his capabilities. He's exceeding it. And when you talk about the reason for why the Kings are where they're at right now, I go back to what I said last year. I love DeMontis Sabonis. That's my guy. He's the truth. The straw that stirs the drink is De'Aaron Fox. Everything works because either he buys in or he executes. Mm -hmm. He's the straw that stirs the drink with everything with this team, in my opinion.
6: I got two things to say about that. Number one is the major talking point for all of us coming into this season was De'Aaron's got to get off to a good start. Spotlight's on De'Aaron. He has no excuses. That narrative was gone with the Kings 0-4. Because four games into the season, De'Aaron Fox was doing his job. <laughs> That's right. Kings were 0-4. Yeah. Now, the narrative was changing to, well, De'Aaron's doing that, and the Kings are still losing. It's still his fault. Twist it however mm. way we want. Like, some people were saying that, and, I mean, they've already been proven wrong, and if they want to keep dying on that hill, have fun with them. That's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say is this. All-star voting and all-star appearances, they have a monetary influence on players. Like, they have a... you you. If you make an all-star team, that affects the amount of money that you can make, and you and I, if I'm not mistaken, you get money for for doing that. At the same time, being an all-star doesn't affect your potential to win a championship, mm. but it gives you the recognition that you deserve. Mm-hmm. And look, De'Aaron has put up great numbers at times during his career, and every single time we've heard, yeah, but the team, Kings aren't winning. Yeah, but Sacramento doesn't have the wins. Well, now Sacramento has the wins and we got conversations happening like, well, voters might have, an a hard, have a hard time sending two Kings to the all-star game because there's so many talented players in the Western Conference. I was having this conversation today with, with Frankie, Chris, and Brendan. They were saying, well, Dame Lillard might beat him. Dame Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers aren't even in the play-in picture right now. (laughs) I get Dame Lillard is Dame. I get Dame time, and I see the numbers he's putting up. He has better numbers than De'Aaron Fox. That's because De'Aaron Fox doesn't need to put up those better numbers, and De'Aaron Fox is sacrificing those better numbers so the Sacramento Kings can have the most important number, which is Ws. Mm. The Kings went from not in the playoffs to the third seed in the Western Conference. It's not a fluke. It can't be ignored. Two All-Stars, the two most important pieces of that successful team need to be representing that team on that all-star stage. Because if you're going to say that De'Aaron hasn't gotten in because of the wins, he can't have the wins, and then for you to flip the script and say, well, De'Aaron can't get in because his teammate is DeMontis Sabonis. Mm -hmm. That would be malpractice. The two of them belong there, even if it's ceremonial. I don't care if they start or not. I don't care if they play five minutes or not. They deserve to be there for the recognition that De'Aaron has never gotten because he plays in Sacramento.
2: Yeah, and don't change the tone about it's uh, Team's not winning enough. You mm. can't change. Everyone wants to uh, anoint Devin Booker, who's missed mm. a big chunk of the season. You just mentioned Portland. I'm sorry. Phoenix sucks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that Phoenix's only issue is Devin Booker's injury. They, they were starting to hit a slide before it, they hit a slide, and then just everything went awful for them. But you can't you can't change the conversation about winning if you're going to bring in guys like Dame and and and, and uh, uh, Devin Booker mm-hmm. over uh, who are on losing teams at the moment mm-hmm. over a guy who is the third seed. Now, Portland Phoenix may not finish before all star voting is done. Where they are, Sacramento may not be in the third seed. Uh, but they're not going to be much worse because these right. votes got to be announced
4: pretty soon. Yeah. It's like a week and a half, two weeks before the whole damn team is going to be. announced.
2: Right. Right. And I, I just, I, I hope coaches because we, I'll be interested to see how players vote for this. I don't trust the media obviously. Mm. Um, but I'll be really interested to see how coaches uh, feel about Domas and, and De'Aaron Fox. Yeah.
6: Well, and I would hope players too recognize because De'Aaron has gotten respect around the league from players. I mean, LeBron James last night, I think, spoke on De'Aaron saying we've had a really hard time. Playing De'Aaron in this four-game series, LeBron said that last night. So, cl- like that's Clutch De'Aaron's-
2: Sports, De'Aaron Fox, by the way, don't forget <laughs> yeah. that. Like, it's not a knock, but don't forget that's Clutch that's Sports, point. De'Aaron Fox. Yeah.
6: Yeah. That's that's a good point. So, thank you, King James, for the. Uh, the but, yeah, I was going to say, if y'all want to know the
4: value of Clutch
2: Sports? You
6: scratch my
4: back, I'm going to scratch yours. You got it. Yeah, you hey, got but, it.
6: But that's an endorsement that Clutch Sports didn't get De'Aaron Fox. That's an endorsement that De'Aaron Fox got himself for the games that he's been turning in all season long, and I Absolutely. would expect his peers to recognize. What he's doing, I would expect his peers who know how hard it is to win in the NBA to see him taking a team from the bottom of the barrel to third seed, and say, you know what, you deserve the recognition that comes with that, and Demontis Sabonis absolutely deserves that recognition too. But it's this it, a tandem, it's a pair, like it's not one or the other. This is not a clear and like, and this is no disrespect to like a Nikola Jokic or Giannis Antetokounmpo; those are absolute mega superstars, and they have great teammates, but those are clearly the guys on their team. Mm-hmm. I I would say, Kenny would say, D'Lo, you might say, De'Aaron is the guy in Sacramento. De'Aaron's the best player. Sabonis is the most important player, and you know what? Neither of them care. I they see, both just the, care about winning, and that's what's important.
4: Yep, 100%. Yeah,
2: I really don't care. Just keep winning. Hell, you you can tell me Trey Lyles is the best player and the most (laughs) important player. Just keep winning. Matthew Della Vadova is the straw that stirs the drink. Cool. It wouldn't
4: be here without Keon Ellis. Let's
2: go. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, I will absolutely take it. Uh, You want more tremendous Kings coverage, uh, check out Matt George's Locked on Kings podcast, available uh, wherever you get podcasts from. You can, of course, check them out on your television as well, abc Ten. Uh, Matt, the headliner of Batty Thursday, we yeah. always appreciate you so much. If you missed any part of today's show, uh, you can check it out in podcast form, uh, wherever you get podcasts from, and, of course, YouTube.com. In fact, if, you, if you're if you if you're not watching on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook Live or one of the video streaming platforms, go to it just to watch Matt's entrance. <laughs> That's a win uh, in and in, 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 in it of itself. That was classic. Uh, we appreciate you so much uh, for tuning in today. We appreciate Kings fans for tuning out. Uh, we've got Golden State in Boston. Coming up next here on
1: Sacramento Sports Leader,
2: ESPN 1320.
1: Go Kings! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better.